Hey, good to be with you guys uh, tonight. We're kicking off a new series, uh, Stereo, Good News for a Listening World. And, and I thought to start it, I, I would kind of share uh, uh, one of my new favorite bands. I guess they're not really a new band because they've kind of been one of my favorites for about a year now or so. Uh, uh, maybe you've heard of them, I don't know. Um, Mumford & Sons, anybody? Mumford & Sons fans? Uh, you know what I love about them is, is their music is just beautiful to me, and I, maybe it's because of my Texas roots, I'm getting back to that, I swear I'd never like country, but folk is maybe okay, um, it's, it apparently is, and so I like the folk sound and the harmonies, it's just beautiful, uh, but what I like more about it, because every once in a while I, I go for runs, as you can tell, um, <laughs> physique is made of, okay, anyways. But I go for runs and I put on their music. What I love about it is, is they actually write with uh, insight. A lot of times I listen to like lyrics and it's like, I like you, you like me, let's go do this thing. And I'm like, okay, that was deep, uh, you know, or don't call me maybe, I don't know, whatever. I mean, there's, or call me maybe, what is it? Well, I don't know how it goes. But I mean, these stupid, to me, okay, my daughter's like, what? Um, I just feel like the lyrics are so like, Simple or lame. Uh, sorry, that's just rude. Uh, but what I love about, now, now I'm just bashing other music. I am so sorry. Let's start over about what I like about Mumford & Sons. Is, is, it's got like deep words to me. The lyrics, you can tell they like crafted them. And they're profound to me, you know. And, uh, and so I thought I'd just play you a song. And, and this song I like is called Awake My Soul. And I just like that, maybe because our church is named Awakening, and it says Awake in there. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, and I'm like, I like that. I just wanted to play, as we start this stereo series, I thought this would be a good way to, to, to start it. Okay. That was good. <laughs> you like, you can hear, right? I mean, that's good, right? I, I, I figured we might have a problem, you couldn't hear it, so I brought something. Um, I thought I'd bring, oh, here we go. I, I, knew, I knew this might be a problem. And then we try this out. Oh, got to turn it on. There we go. How's that? Better? Isn't that nice? I mean, come on. How could you not love this band? I mean, listen to that. Oh, I got a text from Will McDonald saying hi. Hi. Now everybody's going to start texting. <laughs> yeah, you can sing along. I mean, that's nice. I'm up front. Okay, Will, where are you? I don't see, I don't see you, but apparently you're up front. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, 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 I... Oh, mama. Okay. I, I had one. I figured that might not work. So I thought I would try this. Ah. It's a little better. Go ahead. Turn it off a little bit. In these bodies, we want to live. this. In these bodies, I love this line. This is one of those profound lines. The way lines. you invest your love, you invest your life. You think about in that these line, bodies, though. we will live. Love that. In these bodies, we will die. 
and where you invest your love. All right. Well, that was good. Yeah. Boo. Here's what's interesting. There's this word that, that is spoken a lot. Christians use it a lot. If you're not even from that background, you've probably heard it said. It's called gospel. And uh, it's become a kind of a hot word in the Christian circles a little bit. We're gospel-centric and all kinds of things. And sometimes it, it sounds kind of angry. We're gospel, you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> easy. Uh, and the word actually is this interesting word in the Greek, Uangelion. We'll actually dive a little bit more into it next week because there's some profound connections to it uh, and how it was used in the Roman culture in the day. Uh, but uh, just try that. It's kind of a fun Greek word. Uangelion. Can you say that? Try that. One, two, three. <laughs> Amazing. Now you're all Greek scholars. There you go. But uangelion literally means, and, and for many of you know this, uh, good news. But, but another way to translate it is, is this. News that makes one happy. Information that causes one joy. Words that bring smiles. A message that causes the heart to be sweet. See, see the, the gospel, the Evangelion, is supposed to be this good, beautiful, brilliant song of news that brings sweetness to the heart. Here's what's interesting. Maybe it's not the gospel that has changed, but maybe it's the way that we've been playing it. See, it's still good news, but isn't it a world of different on the platform? Because I think a lot of us play the gospel this way. And we're listening to it, but no one else can really hear it. And we're enjoying it. Going, That's a great song. Sucks to be you. <laughs> Honestly. Or, or then you have the other one, and this turns us off to, to the Evangelion. is all of a sudden it becomes this, this megaphone-style berating harshness. And it just, I mean, you couldn't tell the nuances of the song. In fact, it, it was just so like, ah, that, that you couldn't even really tell the, the depth of the words of, of what was going on in this really beautiful song. But all of a sudden, you heard it in stereo. And it made a world of difference. A song that was kind of harsh sounding there. And those of us who know the song, well, we can sing along. We know how it's supposed to sound. But to someone who didn't know the song, it'd be like, ah. But then all of a sudden it's in stereo. See, maybe it isn't so much the song, but the platform and the way it's been played that makes all the difference. See, the gospel is still, the evangelion is still this beautiful news that should make the heart smile. And what we want to talk about tonight is how do we go back to playing the gospel, the Evangelion, in stereo. So that it is, when a listening world hears it, it is sweet to the soul. It brings joy when heard. And to help me do that, I got my buddy Todd, actually my neighbor, why don't you come up, Todd, if you wouldn't mind, to, to help me unpack this a little bit. And, and I love that you're here, and, and I, I want you to get to know Todd a little bit, uh, but first, let's, let's talk about why it's ironic that you're here. Um, um, well, it's ironic that I'm here because that's how I heard religion for all of my life, and it's sad that I missed out on it because that's not the story that's really being told. It's that story, right? right? And this is the first time, so Ryan invited me um, at the last, the Christmas uh, service, and it's the first time I voluntarily have stepped into a church in over 20 years because of that. 
and I was missing out on the great story that was actually being told and the way it was being communicated and how I perceived it. And that was huge, definitely. I think the last time I was in a church, I was telling Ryan, was over 20 years ago, and I walked out of it. We had a friend's little five-year-old, and he walked out and goes, I feel really guilty right now, and I don't know why. And that made me sad. Yeah. And, um, and that's how I felt. It was coming from a guilt rather than that, rather than excitement. And so we just started a cool conversation over the last couple of weeks, and I'm here today because of it. So thanks. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been a fun story. Now, now, and, and part of your story is, I just want to clarify some people's question. You're, you're not a Christian. No. You're not, you know, I don't want to use the word outsider. We used that last service. It's all um, good. But I'm an outsider. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because, <laughs> because it, it has this weird reality of like an us versus them and where we're friends. Totally. We're neighbors. You know, there isn't yeah. this, it's just, this is life. Exactly. And yeah. so, but there's, there, there is that feeling within yes. the church. And that's kind of, when you used the word, was that was the feeling or perception, how you felt. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, you know, just feeling like an outsider, like there was one thing that stood out, and there's actually a conversation after um, the earlier service, was kind of the righteousness that came with it as well and how that made me feel being on the outsider of this is the right and the wrong way to be doing it. And so that beautiful, you know, part that you just read wasn't actually coming across. Right. Which is kind of sad. It's really sad. It's more <laughs> than kind of sad to me. Yeah. Now, let's, let's get a little bit of your background, because we're going to dive into a conversation that Todd and I had in our front yard, where as he was sharing uh, this class that, that he's teaching up at Stanford, I was like, dude, the content, if I could get everyone here to do that, we could actually change this city. Uh, and I'm like, if, if you would just share that, but share what you do, because you're an inventor, entrepreneur, CEO. I used the word philanthropist last week just because <laughs> it, it's fun to say, really. It's I don't cool know word. if it's true, Definitely. but it's fun. <laughs> what, what do you do? Um, cool. So my background is I've been designing audio. You know, music and movies is such a huge part of culture, right? Process barriers. So my background is creating the best experience possible for people. Whatever they're listening to, they get the stereo. They get the full story of it. Um, so I ran one of the audio labs over at Apple for the last five years and shipped a couple hundred million products in my lifetime. Left a little over a year ago to uh, follow my own dream, start my own business. And um, through that, I actually got invited to come per, uh, create a class up at Stanford that helps people see how we live in concerns and how those concerns stop us from creating, whether it be our business or our dream job, how it stops us from creating that. And in our conversation, it was one of the things that really stood out as well as how this is being shared out into the world right. through concerns. It's like, well, yeah, I shared it with my aunt 10 years ago and she shut me down and I've never shared again. And so it started a really cool conversation. One was focusing on business, but how parallel the conversations really were. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Uh, well, both are trying to affect change. Absolutely. Right. And so one of the things that's neat, and, and I was thinking about it earlier, is so in the class, I actually created a measurable result. So the class is help people identify the concerns they live in, let those concerns go, and create the full opportunity of their business. And my measurable result of that was how many people could I get to cry in the audience? 
in a positive way. It's for the first That's time good. in their life, <laughs> right? They got connected to the true passion that they didn't even know was there because right. they were living inside the concern. So it's cool to make it a game, have it be fun, and how many people can we get to cry and lit up on what they're doing? So that's our goal tonight, is yes. to make you so. weep. <laughs> uh, and so here's the thing, and so just so you know, because I'll, I'll give a little bit more of his background. He started this company, it's called um, uh, Unity. I think it's called Unity. I yeah. know the product's called it's Unity. Called I don't know if it's, and it's this incredible product that's actually changing the home entertainment system. Crazy one-plug deal. And I, I mean, there's lots and lots to it. But uh, was named one of the 40, uh, under 40 entrepreneurs of the year by Fortune yep. magazine. And got that, sadly, taken away once he turned 40 that same year, <laughs> but, but you just need to know, so this, I, I'm very proud of you, so that's all, all that to say, I'm, I'm just proud, proud to be your neighbor and, and all that. Okay, um, back to this class, you, you, you're doing it at Stanford, you actually have Notre Dame interested, this is content for entrepreneurs and how to step forward and, and actually make their dreams a reality. So, yeah. Sounds similar to what we've been talking about in Dreaming Wide Awake. Uh, and that's where the conversation uh, in our driveway, we talked for, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour. And <laughs> I was like, man, I, this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> but would you mind coming and sharing that at my church? Which <laughs> I, I know where you come from. And I First was like, time in 20 years. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to fly. And he said, yes. So a deep honor that you would. Uh, and I, just courageous that you would be here. Um, uh, so I wanted to get on then to the content, because then we'll, we'll apply it for us as yeah. a community uh, uniquely. And, and I, I actually realized after we were saying it that I misquoted you on the very first one. And, and I want to, I because the way you said it's way better. Um, so if you got your notes, open them up. We're going to dive in. Uh, and, and the first thing you said in this, in this conversation that we had out in our driveway is talking through the class and, you know, listing these concerns, but is know the game that's worth playing. Yeah. Know the game that's worth playing. And in your notes it says know the game that you're playing. Just cross out your. And that might actually be a really helpful process personally. What is the current game that you're playing and how is it not working? But it, what is the game that is actually worth playing? And, and unpack that concept a little bit for us. So thinking of the, you know, the business world of like when I was starting my business with all my concerns in the way, it was a couple million dollar a year opportunity because it was totally driven from concerns. Once I got those concerns out of the way and I got to the game worth playing my real business, it actually became a billion dollar opportunity. And so similar here is how do we take the great work here and actually create that how would that occur is the game worth playing right and actually sharing it with the people that are important to us you know that are directly in our lives totally yep. so and, and we'd use the word around here like your purpose on this planet your your calling your mission uh, that those kind of terminology and uh, in your notes you see this passage luke uh, 1027. The cool part is we, we've got to have this dialogue via Skype this last week, and, <laughs> and what I love is, is Todd's a dreamer, so as he's looking at this, and he's going, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if, if everyone in your church did this? But, but this is this passage where Jesus is in, 
asked by an expert of the law, what is, what is the greatest command? You know, if I've got to keep one of them, which one should I do? Uh, you know, which I think is a decent question. And so he responds back, and he asks him, well, how do you read it? And it was a common saying in the day, but it was one that Jesus reiterated. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and your strength. And then it says, and the second is like it. And literally what that means is the second is linked to it. The, the second command isn't just like a nice idea added on. It is the outward response activity of what happens when you actually love God. This is what we miss, actually, in church world. This is the reason why we have megaphone realities instead of stereo realities. Love yeah. your neighbor as yourself. It says the overflow of your love relationship with God is always outward to others. It says the game worth playing, if we're going to put it in our terms, is to love God mm-hmm. and to love others. Uh, and, and just help us right there, because you have a few exercises mm-hmm. that, that help us kind of process that. So think about, like, if we were fully living in that, like when I created the game worth playing, and think of the game worth playing here, if you fully play that in your life every single day, like think of every relationship of mom, dad, brother, sister, coworker. if you brought that to that relationship, maybe where love and affinity has been lost, you know, that relationship's not at a 10, and you fully brought that to that relationship, something new would probably show up, right? And bring it back to full love and affinity and back to a 10. Right. So it's actually thinking through every area of life yes. and going, okay, what it would it look, and it's actually your next point, to play the game worth playing full out. In, in your life, just think about this. What would it look like, just imagine, conceptualize, to play the game worth playing, loving God with all your heart, with your mind, with your strength, your energy, your passion, and that extended, the result of that was loving others around you this way you would want to be loved. What would it look like for you to play that full out? And so think of it to take it from a conceptual standpoint, like actually making it real for all of us, right? So if we, you know, over the next couple of minutes, you know, pick someone real in your life, you know, mom, dad, brother, sister, coworker, actually we'll make it real here today and actually do, you know, a little interaction of pick that person, and create a new future if you were living inside that game worth playing, right? And what would it look like for them as well if that's how we say you were being, how, who you were being in that relationship? And so, you know, over the next couple of minutes, you know, pick someone real, you know, whoever it is, Bob, Sally, Joe, and share it with the person next to you, the conversations with Bob, and how this would show up and the difference this would make is X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And actually make it real. And we're going to do that little exercise that we did yep. earlier. But before we do that, you touched on concerns. Because the question yes. is, why is it that we don't do this? No, and it's perfect. And it was so funny how parallel, you know, as we're building this business, when I'm sitting there with an entrepreneur in my class, and they come on with an idea and a little widget, and I go, cool, what would it take to sell 100 million of those? man, they just start fumbling all over the place. Well, that'll never happen because X, Y, Z, and they come up with a whole bucket of concerns. Notice yourself as you start 
thinking of that person that you would like to bring this conversation with, the concerns that come up with you. Oh, I tried to talk to them before, and they shut me down, or the oh, they're closed off to religion, or just whatever concern actually comes up that actually stops us from actually being that in real time and actually let it go. Just identify it and go, whoa, there it is again, and let it go. So here's, here's two things I want you to do, and we're actually just going to stop, and Todd and I will just kind of talk between ourselves and, and let you spend some time, because this isn't about, if he has the courage to get up here up front and, and <laughs> share with you, then you better dang it have the courage <laughs> to engage and respond and interact, because we're going to ask you one other thing uh, to do. But stop, and I just say write in your notes, first, identify the concerns that you have. When you're talking about loving God, loving others, that's, that's, that's the platform, right? That, that this good news should be shared. Uh, identify the concerns. Take time. Write that down. Because there's something about writing it down that changes it from this thing in your head that, that now you see it. And now it's out there. And you can actually address it. Uh, and then the second is, uh, is what would it look like this week, uh, what, exactly what Todd was saying, to play the game worth playing full out? Mm-hmm. I mean, who would be impacted? What are the, as, as Todd says, yeah. the measurable b- results that you would see at the end of this week? How would your life be different? And literally, if you can, write it out. Maybe you don't have time to do that, but we're going to give you just a few minutes Take that time. Uh, This series, by the way, is going to be highly interactive, which will be fun all the way through. Um, But do that, because if we just talk about it, uh, this is one of the things uh, that's huge for Todd. If we just talk about and do nothing, we've accomplished nothing. But if we actually stop and and move forward, then we're actually changing the future. No, and it it brings up a great point, you know, as the outsider— you know, <laughs> seeing seeing people talk about this future of living into God, right? But not actually applying this great work into real everyday life. And that was the hard when they would come up and try and have a conversation with me. That was the part that was missing. It's like, well, that's not showing up in your marriage right now. It wasn't enrolling me right. in the power of it. Does that make sense? Something, there was a big gap there. And so that's one thing. It's like if we actually played this every day in our life, imagine the strength of the community. It's huge. It's really. So one of the things on the concerns, it's kind of funny in the, in the workshop, I actually pull up one of the slides that shows a whole bunch of the laws of physics formulas. So if the concern doesn't show up in one of those laws of physics, and I know most of us don't know them, but it's probably just a concern. It's not reality, <laughs> which is really good news. So... Just want to throw that out there. Oh, that's good. All right, take 30 seconds. So we're kind of bantering a little bit to give you time to think. What are those concerns? What would change this week if you played the game full out? And who's, who's the real, like I said, make it real. Who's a particular person in your life that you would bring this conversation to that would, that would actually bring love and affinity back to that conversation? Make it real. Cool. That's good. All right, all right, you, you guys are actually getting on to, to part three. So it's know the game that's worth playing. And, and I I'm guarantee you, I'm going to get some email from somebody that says, the gospel isn't a game, you know. <laughs> get over it, <laughs> right? This is just the terminology we're using. Understand, it is, 
It is great, great news. Yeah. <laughs> know the game worth playing. Play it full out. What would it look like this week for you to play it full out? And then I love this. When Todd was sharing, we're talking. Remember, this whole conversation that we're having is what we were having in my driveway. I don't know, two weeks ago at most. Yeah, two weeks ago. Um, and, and share the amazing results with anyone within arm's reach. And I'm just going like, dang. Because it's all the concerns that keep us from sharing the yep. results. And it's the, and the stories that we've lived, which you, you touched on as we're talking mm-hmm. about. Because it, it, what keeps us from sharing those amazing results is these, these stories you're talking about. Yeah, when, when we were in the driveway um, through another program that I did a couple of years ago, through all this really cool research, they've shown that pretty much every human being on the planet has created a story at 5 years old, 12 years old, and 18 years old. And the 5-year-old is, there's something wrong with me. That's when we start creating that story of, oh, there's something wrong with me and how we listen to the world from that point on. So anytime someone says something, like, oh, they don't think I'm good enough. The 12-year-old is, I don't fit in. And the 18-year-old is, I'm all alone. And so you can start seeing how those will start showing up when you start actually writing those concerns down. When you're going to share this, the there's something wrong with me will show up, or I don't fit in, and if I share it the wrong way, they may think differently that I don't fit in. So it's interesting how those stories shape our, our listening and also our speaking out into the world of how willing we are to share. So again, it's just a story you created as a kid. And it's, a, it's an underlying narrative that yep. until you point it out, you don't even realize that you're living by it. Exactly. It's, I mean, think of it. It's happened at such a young age at five years old. We've had all these years to gather evidence that by the time we're in adult world, we've had so many years to gather it. It just seems, it just occurs as the truth. Right. right? Yeah, we talked about it in, in the driveway. as like a type of lens in which you view life through. And, and it just becomes the way you see reality in the world. And the minute you identify, well, that's just the story that I've been telling myself. And you take off that lens, all of a sudden there's a whole different world that you see. I mean, I, I wear glasses. Um, I don't wear them a lot of times, but it, when I put on my glasses, I see trees differently. <laughs> yeah. And street signs differently. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but but it, it's amazing when you get the proper lens, you, you stop, it, it's not blurry anymore, and you see with clarity. Yep. And, and you actually, this gives you the clarity of knowing how to move in life and what to do. Absolutely. Share the amazing results with anyone within arm's length. Uh, expand just a little bit more on, on that concept, because how does that play out? One, in the business world, Absolutely. Uh, and then I think they can kind of make some of the connection in the, in the Christian world. So in the, in the class, once someone actually gets connected to that game worth playing, so let's say mine of a billion-dollar game, everyone around me pretty much within an arm length knows the fun product that I'm making, the difference that product will make in the world, and the full business that I've created. And what's been neat is people are enrolled in that passion. And they naturally offer, oh, what are you looking for? And the, all the concerns that were over there before of a team and money and all that actually start going away because by me sharing it, those resources actually start showing up. So think of this conversation, if there's people out in your life that you would love to have here tonight, and they're like, show me the results, <laughs> right? 
imagine them starting to see those results because you're actually applying it. Like they're going to be naturally, a young lady came up at the early one and was talking about bringing her sister. And I was like, have you ever played at this game? And she's like, nope. And I said, does your sister see any results? Nope. Why would she be here? Absolutely. Right? That's like super <laughs> profound, by the way. Why would she be here when you're not applying it yourself and she's not seeing the results? If you start playing this game worth playing and, and she can see those results, she's naturally going to be enrolled in it and go, tell me again, what day is that? What time is that? Which is really cool. So, which, which is part of why you're here. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, you know, just watching, you know, watching Ryan and the family as neighbors over the last five years. We've been neighbors for five years. This just happened the last two weeks. Really. <laughs> right? And it's sad that we've both been missing out on a great opportunity to share within each other all because of concerns. How he would think I would receive religion and whether or not I thought it would be open for me being blunt. And look what's happened. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a party last week at your house, yes. which was the first time. And yeah. it was... It was a blast. Played, kind of played a game. <laughs> I don't know if we played this. Yeah, so. two two rounds. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but but just think about this. Uh, if I can challenge you in any way, if you're sharing something that isn't part of what you're already doing, you're probably sharing. Where'd that megaphone go? Yeah, you're probably sharing it this way. Does that make sense? And this is what we do. We, instead of living a life that amplifies the love of God, we go, hey, right? And we just, so oftentimes, mm -hmm. yell at people and try to right fight them to God. By the way, I don't know anyone who's been right fighted their way to God. It's, the Apostle Paul said it this way, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Uh, and I, I would just challenge you. I want you to, now that you've thought about it, I almost forgot about this, because uh, here's the exercise. Because uh, as we were talking about it, uh, we, were, we were Skyping this last week, and Todd said, it, wouldn't it be fun to have them do like a two-minute exercise where we actually did what we're talking about, where instead of just talking about this, we applied it, and there's something powerful about saying it out loud that, that not only begins to bring it into reality, but it also brings accountability, you yes. know? And you're like, I said it, I'm actually going to maybe follow through <laughs> on it. I'm going to call them this week. So, so we'll do what we call, I don't know if it'll be two minutes, but a two-minute drill uh, where, where you... Know the game worth playing, playing it full out. What would that look like this week? And, and share that with someone. You, we took that time for you to think about, okay, what are your concerns? What would it look like for you specifically? And I love the tangible, the person. Who, who would be impacted by you playing the game full out of loving others the way Christ has loved you? What, what would that look like? And, now, and, and what would be the difference that would be made this week? Not next week. What would be the difference in someone else's life or your life this week? And so what I want you to do is, as we've given you time to think about that, share that with someone. Right now, go ahead. Turn. You already started talking the last time we gave you a little break. Go ahead, and now this is like full range. Share. <laughs>
All right, all right, bring it back. Bring it back. Now, Todd, you want to do a little exercise post this. Go ahead. So think of, you know, if anyone, I mean, we'd love to hear from everyone out here. It's hard to see everybody. Of, you know, where is a relationship that has been stuck for six months, a year, five years, however long it's been? If you play this exercise full out, you guys can see creating a new future in this. Who would like to share, like, a relationship that they can go, wow, if I play this game, I get to make the difference in that relationship? Anybody like to share that? What would change this week? What would open up for you? What relationship would you'd have love and affinity restored again? Anybody? Wow. All right, go for it. So basically, if me and my girlfriend played full out, we'd probably have the most amazing relationship ever. Totally. It's got to start there, right? Yeah. I mean, start in the, your most basic it's all about relationships. Absolutely. Totally. Who else? And my mom, too. Me and my mom fight. It's like How long has that been going on? Since she divorced my dad when I was a freshman in high school, so like five years. Okay. We've just been like ever since. So and so playing this full out, you can see a new freedom to be able to actually create a new conversation with your mom, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if I took away every single thing that my mom's ever done to me, like negative, and like just turned it to positive and got over it and then just like showed her full love and full like happiness and just joy of being in her presence because she's my mom like she'd just be like well who are you right now like <laughs> you haven't been this nice to me in five years like I absolutely just, i could just see this happening like in my life i can see that this whole entire day was meant to be so it's pretty awesome sweet awesome you think that gets rid of the megaphone experience yeah for sure <laughs> I mean, the megaphone experience like i mean i've had my sister and my dad and you know, my girlfriend in my ear talking to me about how i should treat my mom but really like Seeing it through God's eyes, like how he wants me to treat my mom is full out. Definitely. Like he doesn't just want me to treat my mom with respect, he wants me to treat it full out, and that's why I'm here right now. You know? Awesome. Sweet. Anybody else? Yeah. yeah. The slow clap. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I can't clap because I'm blocking the light. I see the light. Should I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You should, wear, you should wear sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anybody else? Okay. Yeah. Um, my friend Matt, he's in a terrible, terrible place. And I always show him love and I always show him respect, but I'm always too afraid to say something because I don't want to scare him further away from Christianity. And that's not what Jesus did. That's not what Jesus would do. Jesus wouldn't stop talking about what's right and what's true and stop loving him because he's afraid that he'll go away. He would get closer to him and he would show him that love through that living example. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Anyone over here in the back? Yeah, all the way in the back.
But what's really cool in that, though, is whether he does or not, I hear a new relationship with your dad Right. that's possible. And the ultimate goal, right, is that he does come back and be a part of it. But the best part is today, living today, like we said, a lot of us are living towards the future, but not taking those golden opportunities today that you're missing out on the relationship with your dad at another level. That's huge. Yeah, just think about the reconciliation of it. One of the most significant relationships you have on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah, that's huge. Maybe one more or two more. We're both blinded. Todd, Todd had said a couple so I heard underneath this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't really see you, but any, anybody else want to share? Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? That's actually a beautiful point. I'll, I'll tag on to that just after. Go for it. Totally. You know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll let you tag on it, uh, that yep. in just a second, because uh, I made this comment last time. There's three relationships represented in this passage. We often just miss, and I missed it because I didn't share it this time. There's, there's this vertical relationship with God, love God. Uh, then there's this reality that says, love your neighbor, but then how? As you, not just as you love yourself. See, there, there's this proper, healthy self-love. This is not being in love with yourself. That's narcissism. <laughs> Some of you actually need to move away from the mirror. <laughs> your iPhone sets so that your picture's there. <laughs> it's not self-love, but it is actually an, an accurate view of yourself. Of, of it's, you can't give what you don't already possess. It, you can't love your neighbor if you don't actually have love for yourself. If you don't feel like you deserve to be treated well, it is, it's easy to be a, a format and let others trample on you, but you're not actually loving them in that, are you? Uh, and, and, that's, and that's the real reality is the invitation of the gospel is, is back to that core thing that, I mean, you're a preaching sister, uh, is your identity of Christ. And that goes all the way back to how God 
made us as it made us in the image of God, that we are the, the reflection of Him, that you're, you have inherent value because you're you. God made you. God loves you. You, you are valuable. And, you, and that is uh, so true. I think there's, that is one of the things that uh, if, some, if something major could change and shift for many people this week, if that shifted, just think about that one thing. If you began to play that full out where you said, you know what? I am loved and I do love myself. I have value. I'm worthy. I'm not ashamed. And you began to live that out and so you began to engage with others. Yeah, that would change. That would change your own world, your internal world, but that would also change the world around you significantly. I, you wanted to tag on. No, that's, I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. So thank you, by the way, for having the courage to share. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, know the game that, that's worth playing, play it full out, and then share the amazing results with anyone within arm's reach. Here's what I love about this, and I made this comment in our, um, in our driveway, uh, is, is when you share it with anyone with arm's reach, that kind of has this reality that there's relationship, right? Unless you're punching, <laughs> that's, you know. You have this relationship, you have this connection, you're, you're sharing something that's actively happening, and you're sharing results that are happening, you're not just telling people about stuff, you're going, hey, this is what's happening in my life, I'm excited to share, I'm excited to share about stuff that's happening with my sister, or my neighbor, or these sort of things, I'm ex- what's happening inside, I can't, I can't, I can't wait to tell you that, that, that there's change in me that I've never experienced, but there's this relational aspect to it, instead of, uh, you know, yelling or beating at people, that you don't know, that you just come at and right fight, you know, which is, I, I think I said that here already, right? I, that you never win anyone by right fighting. I said that in this one. I get confused. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sick, and so I, I'm not operating on all cylinders, guys. Um, but that you have this, this relationship that you just, if you just began to think about your day and go, okay, who am I within arm's reach? And if I begin to play this full out, love God, love others, love myself accurately, what would change? What are the results that would happen? And then as you go about your day, you just share it with those that you come across, that, that, the, that you have relationship with. Yeah. And, and I dare you. See, my, my, my dream... <laughs> My dream for us as a community that is that every single one of you would do that. I, I believe that that's how you change a city. That's why we're actively loving this school constantly. We've been serving here, giving to the school, encouraging teachers. We do a thing called Happy Friday here, where we just bring coffee and donuts to the teachers just because. There's no agenda. There's no preaching. There's no. It's just because, man, it's Friday. You should have coffee and donuts, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and do different things because we, we just want to love. We want it to be the extension. We just believe that is the platform. Well, it's, it's not just us. And if I'll just, let me close, and it's okay yeah, if fine. you stay up here. Um, Jesus actually said that's the platform for which the gospel, this good news, is supposed to be shared. He, he said it in John 13, 34. He said, a new command I give you. And it's not new and that you've never heard this, but the way that it's supposed to be happened. Love one another the way that I loved you. 
And that shifts it a little bit, doesn't it? Because it's no longer the way you want to be loved. Jesus goes beyond that. He said, I gave my life for you. That you would love others in that self-sacrificial way to the point of, hey, I, I love you. And he said this, that, that the community that does that, is, is, that's the platform for the gospel in stereo so that the whole world will know you're my disciples. That's it. See, we can't talk about the words of the song. Next week, we're going to talk about the words of the song and, and what the gospel, the euangelion, what this good news is, that God loves you, that, that, you, that many of us have been working our way towards God, and he said, no, 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 I'm going to work my way towards you. That's really good news, by the way, uh, and that he loves you. He's not out against you, that he did whatever he, 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 at our very worst, he gave his very best. That's the good news. That's great news. But we can't talk about the song until we actually get the platform right. Because actually, it would do greater harm if you just had the song and you just begin to beat it out. And we see this all the time. And literally, there's guys with these things. <laughs> drive me nuts. It's only a couple of them. They, they, sadly, though, sadly, it shapes the perception for the many. No, it is true. It's, it just, and if we begin to go, no, 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 we're going to be a community that's different. We're going to be a community that loves full out, that plays the game worth playing, the game of loving our community, regardless of whether they come to know Jesus or not, just because they're made in the image of God and he loves them, and he died for them, so we should love them. See, see, that's what changes. You don't have an agenda. I don't have an agenda with Todd. Yeah, if I can get a little preachy, good. we're friends. Yeah. I love him. Now, now, obviously, I would love, well, that's, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Put me on the spot. Do you love me? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> now, here's the deal. Obviously, this is significant to me. I believe with all my heart in a personal relationship with God. I'd love for Todd to have that, but I'm not offended in any way. We're friends first. Yep. The danger is all of a sudden you, you turn people into projects. Yeah. That is offensive. That is ungodly. And that is not good news. That is a loud bullhorn. In fact, Paul said it this way. He said, if I, Paul the apostle, um, he said, if I speak with the tongues of angels, but have not love, I'm just a clanging symbol. My, my dream is we'll talk about the story, the song of the gospel, the beautiful news that makes your heart happy next week. And what, what all, so we all know the words to the song. There's nothing like knowing all the words to a song and your favorite song comes on and singing it. Let's, we're going to talk about that next week. But if you don't have the platform right, it doesn't matter how beautiful, how profound, or how great the song is. Because it just sounds like noise coming through that. The right platform, it is powerful. Would you, with me, play it, it full out this week? Let me pray. God, thank you for tonight. Thanks for Todd and his courage to come. My gosh, I am humbled by that. 
And God, I pray for this community. I pray that you would give them the wisdom to know what to do and how to apply what we talked about and that you would give them the courage this week to do it. That this wouldn't be talk, but we would have stories next week of the amazing results of what you did, and we'd be a community that shared with one another and others what you're doing in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen.